Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. Everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. It's 2017. Happy New Year. Happy beautiful New Year. Oh, so nice to start a new year fresh with all the possibility, all the beautiful possible futures that we can create for ourselves. And and I'm here with my favorite guest, my favorite cohort, Julie Riesler. She has a new book called Get a PhD in You. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for coming back for the, what, 2000th time on the podcast. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I love being here. Thank I'm sitting you. here looking at this beautiful book. The cover is gorgeous. I know you. I've known you for so long. For anyone who's listened to this podcast, you've certainly heard uh, Julie's story, and you know that she's so passionate about bringing healing and light and love to especially the women um, out there. Julie, why why now? Why get a PhD in, in you in January of 2017? And it's being released January 17th, yeah. 2017, which is symbolic too. Talk about that. Yes. Well, you know, look, I think this book came out of a place for me where um, – you know, I used to do life in a way that was um, not living fully authentically, not living in, in full gear, and where I felt a lot of um, judgment towards myself, less than um, I was an awesome people pleaser. And I just, I, honestly, what was under that was a lack of connection mm-hmm. to myself and love for myself. And having done a lot of personal development work, all different kinds of self-work, um, what I noticed over the last 15 years is that when that connection to yourself, that, that feeling of self-worth, when that is developed and truly cultivated, the whole world changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like putting on a new pair of lenses. So I wanted to create this book. Um, it's taken about two years and I felt like this was a good time to, to birth it because, you know, we're starting out in a brand new year, brand new possibilities, you know, sky's the limit. And we tend to invest in a lot of courses and programs and things that, that are great and, and typically are not about ourselves. And so I wanted to do- design a course that was specifically geared towards learning about you. Um, and so I use my own experiences, my coaching, my background, um, and a lot of different angles and ways to look at who who are you? Who do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you want your year to show up? How do you want to be looking back at life after this year and 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 seeing what's happening? So that was the impetus was really giving giving you and giving others, you know, giving those listening a chance to really launch into your best you. So what you're saying is the difference the difference between your program and other programs is this is really we we are able to customize it for ourselves because there are yeah. places in the book where we can really look at ourselves because we're all unique. Totally. We're all yeah. unique. And we all have different yeah. gifts and different uh, backgrounds. Totally. I, and I liked what you said, except for let me just say that um, so you don't beat yourself up because you're such a beautiful light in this world. Thank you're you. Such a, <laughs> such a, just, you have such a good heart. And I feel like part of this 
process is just basic growing up. Yeah. A lot of it is maturing, but you take it to such uh, a higher level where there's consciousness and yeah. and what you talked about, how you were living inauthentically or whatever. I mean, we yeah. all kind of do that, don't we? I mean, most of us, not yeah. all of us. Some of us come in to the world fully conscious, maybe like two of us, right? <laughs> right, right, right. There was, was, there was the, Jesus. Right, right, right. right. Maybe a few the, others. Maybe Buddha. Right. No, Buddha didn't. Maybe Gandhi. Maybe Gandhi, right, yeah. right. A few others. You might be in there. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, for the most part, we come into this world with our um, whatever the liabilities are, I guess you might say, and, and we have to kind of work through them if we are on the path of light, on the path of consciousness. Yeah. And this book really is a great way to get get to the heart of things. And, and so I love, so, so talk about, um, talk about some of your mo- most, the, the best parts of this book that you sure. like. I mean, cause it's so thick. It's going to be such a, um, a great tool to use. Yeah. Like you could take the whole year, literally you could take all of 2017 to get through this book. You and, could, <laughs> right. It could right. take you, right. right. What are some of the, some of your most proud chapters and yeah. some of the more fun things? Well, they're all fun. I'm sure it's, um, so we're looking at the book and, and I, I'm, I laugh because I, I think I'm the only person out there who added glitter to my book. I wanted it to feel, <laughs> you know, like there's sparkly, sparkly yeah. and possibility and even magical. Um, the thing is, you know, we go to school, right? We go to grade school, high school, maybe college, maybe after that. And we study all different types of subjects. We typically don't study ourselves very rarely. And then we have life events that happen to us. You know, we start to carry those. If we don't work through them or move through them or think about them because a lot is coming at us, we have these bags that we're holding. And what happens is, I know for me, I got to a point where I felt like, what the heck? Like, I feel stuck. I feel um, not thrilled with my life. It felt fine. But who the heck wants fine? I don't know about Mm -hmm. you. It's not really what I'm looking for. So one of the things that I did and one of the right up front, one of the chapters that, you know, that we really look at is it's not just investing in you, but it's, it's research. It's looking into that, you know, as a coach, I don't spend a lot of time in the past, but sometimes you got to do a little bit of reflection Mm -hmm. to be able to see what you might be holding on. So Mm -hmm. we look at your fears, we look at what you're holding on to, um, see unconscious to see the unconscious, to see what stories, there's a whole chapter Mm -hmm. on stories and what stories are you living by that you, that you feel are true when you look at them. It's not even your story. It's what your mom told you. So that's what you mean by the bags, the baggage or the 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 heaviness. Most of it's not even ours. You know, I have, I I have my story woven in, so it's kind of like a hybrid of an autobiography Mm -hmm. and then also a lot of coaching and a lot of guided activities. So um, give us some examples of some of the bags yeah. before we get into the, yeah. So an example would be, I, I can speak for myself. Uh, I'll make it quick. I, you know, loved to dance growing up and I did ta- ballet, tap and jazz. And I was about 15 years old starting to do point. Mm-hmm. That's where you're on your toes and it really hurts yeah. and <laughs> not fun. And, and my, t- my teacher at the time said to me, she pulled me aside. She said, Julie, I can tell you're working really hard, but I need to tell you, you're not built like a dancer. You're too big. Ugh. You're not, a, you're not, you're not meant to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I really not, I'm not sure I was thinking I was going to be a prima ballerina, but I loved it and I had mm-hmm. fun. And let me tell you when that session ended, I stopped, I completely oh. stopped dancing. I carried around the bag of not good enough, too big, um, not built correctly. Like all of these crazy thoughts that I had that I believed, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, wouldn't dance. You would find me on the side at 
events where there'd be dancing. I love to dance. Like that's one of my things that lights me up. It wasn't until 20 years later, I was in a personal development program and I was looking at these bags, these stories, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Holy mackerel. I took one comment that one person out of billions of people on the earth Mm -hmm. who are here said to me, made that true, made that real. Mm -hmm. And now I'm living like that's so. And it hit me. There's, that's ridiculous. Like, okay, maybe I won't do point, but that doesn't mean I can't do ballet or dance or move my body. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I signed myself up the next day. I'm not even kidding. This is back in the DC area, Joy of Motion. I took modern, I took hip hop, I took belly dancing, yeah, I took a great ballet, dance studio. right? Yeah, I yeah. took everything. And then the, the cool thing is I even went a step further. And today I just taught last night on the, I just subbed for fun um, bar. Bar classes. Mm. Oh, I've taken your bar class. I love. Oh bar yes, class. which is yeah. ballet. Yeah. So the point is, that is a story that was a ba- piece of baggage I was carrying that mm-hmm. kept me from doing something I yeah. love, and it was unconscious. Yeah, totally unconscious. And there's, yeah, it's funny when you were saying that. I can just so picture you as a little girl with your enthusiasm and your light, just dancing with joy. Yes. And what is it about that joy that frightens people? I think yeah. so many people want to cut off that joy. Yeah. When you feel, when when we are embodying that joy, even as a young child, people, yeah. people are afraid of that. I think they're afraid or they're making comments. Look, whenever the speaker is always speaking from their perspective. So mm-hmm. if somebody is threatened by the joy, then, then they feel them. threatened mm-hmm. in their themselves. You know, this woman obviously had a, high level of judgment, Mm -hmm. um, and was very specific about who's a ballerina. And that to Mm -hmm. me, you know, goes back and shines a light on her way of looking at life is that you have to be a certain way. You know, you look at Misty Copeland, who is a prima ballerina and was told she wasn't the correct sizing and Mm -hmm. she's absolutely incredible. Michael Um, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. There's so many stories about people who have been, yeah, you have to be so gentle with children. I think not everybody believes that, but I do believe that. I think we, we come into this world as Yes. Pure souls. And we, we have to be careful with those souls, but totally this world is tough. Okay. So let's get back to the book. Yeah. Let's get back yeah. to the book. So you, you, um, you talk about how important it is to study ourselves. Yes. And, and yeah. So and, talk about that. Well, <laughs> and I would add, I'm like, yes. So I talk a lot about being a researcher and studying ourselves from the perspective of non-judgment. Cause what do we typically do? is when you start to do that research and reflection, that's in the chapter two, I literally have you look and, and start noticing, what do you say to yourself? What do you mm-hmm. say to yourself when you look in the mirror? What do you say to yourself when you make a mistake? Start noting that. Oftentimes, those comments are very negative. In fact, you may not even say that. You probably wouldn't even say that to your worst enemy, yeah. right? And we say it to ourselves all the time. And so getting that research perspective, you know, researchers, scientists, they, they look at a situation coming from all different angles. There's no judgment. They come up with some thoughts and observation hypothesis. And so I'm, I'm inviting readers to do the same thing, to look at your life from different angles and lenses without judgment, Mm -hmm. because we know that judgment can keep us stuck. So what changes with that awareness of our, our, yeah, the, things that we, the bags that we're carrying. So it's so funny because one of the, with the third chapter is without awareness, you're in the dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when we don't have this, so that's the whole point. When you have awareness of what you're doing, saying, thinking to yourself, right? We can only change ourselves. Mm-hmm. When you have awareness, you have, you have empowerment. You can make a choice. You may still say, oh man, like, I can't believe I ate that. And I feel like a like terrible that I did. You may still choose to eat that thing again and go into that whole you know, circuitous cycle of feeling bad. However, what I found is someone who's dealt with emotional overeating, 
I, I'd grown that ability to pause and to notice it and to step outside like an observer and say, oh, okay, I ate a cookie and I'm feeling really bad about it. And let me pause and just say, it's no big deal. And I kind of soothe myself back. So one of the things you get is the ability to, to pivot and to make changes and frankly, to make small incremental changes. I talk about the baby steps. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the chapters is bless the baby steps. Mm-hmm. We want to do that in small steps. Yeah. When we start making those little baby changes, those add up to big shifts. And that's where we get the changes that we're looking for in our life in any area. And that's so sometimes so turning on the light can be kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't want to see what's in the light. Yeah. yeah oh true, yeah. True. True. Yeah. So, so when, when we turn on the light, any advice for noticing yes. and, and being <laughs> kind in, Compassion, Compassion. love. I teach a lot around just creating that space of compassion for yourself. There was a reason you were doing that thing that you want to change. There's a reason. Everything that we do that is not in alignment mm-hmm. with who we really are, There was it was serving something. And so mm-hmm. how can you, and I, there's a whole piece in the book about that. How can you look at what you were doing and say, you know what? I honor you because you were serving something and I'm ready to release you now, mm-hmm. right? So, so bringing in those things that we don't love or honor about ourselves, that the point is to to kind of shift that equation and start surrounding that with more compassion and love. Mm-hmm. When we can start loving and honoring even the parts of ourselves that, you know, we may not be as thrilled or proud about or psyched about, that starts to change the, it allows for us to be open and to have more self-connection and self-love. And that's where change can happen. Because mm-hmm. when we're stuck in those negative self comments and thoughts, right. you know, that, that, washing machine cycle. It's a loop that doesn't end. And I wish I could see, like, raise your hand out there if you agree. You know what I'm talking about. I'm guessing there's some people that would raise their hands. That negative self-talk is, 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 um, it's dangerous and it's detrimental. And so the, the most important thing is to learn to put a heart around it almost to, to honor and have compassion for that loop. Mm -hmm. That loop is there. It's protecting you. It's serving something. And then you got to change it by starting to shift how you talk to yourself. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love this. So who is this book written for? I, I, when you talk about this loop, I think about certain, some people are just going to be in this loop for their whole life and don't have any interest in this self development, yeah. personal growth. Um, who is this book written for? Because, um, I love this stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like obsessed stuff. with this yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I would say it's for anybody, the person that I had, the people I had in mind are, are those out there that feel like life is okay. It's fine. Something is missing. They might, you might feel a little stuck. You might feel like, you know, here I am at 30 something or 40 something or 50 something. And that's it. This is, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Like really there's something more that I'm supposed to be on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, that feeling of that inkling, that, that feeling flavor of, I, there's more for me here. There's more, more for me to do and there's more for me to express. Um, so it could look like I feel stuck. I feel kind of comparing myself less than, um, I don't feel good enough, uh, you know, disconnected to self. Most of us are on autopilot. I, I get into that category too sometimes, mm-hmm. like feeling like you want to be more grounded in who you are, you know, I, I for me, what motivates me is getting to 96 or 100. I, I don't want to look back and say, oh my God, I missed it. You know, yeah, so that yeah. feeling of like, I want to something more in my life. Yeah. It's funny you say that because about the 90, 90, uh, I, I do feel like one, one thing I love about this book is that I feel like it's 
good for so many different uh, stages of life because you can be uh, going into college, choosing a college, coming out of college, uh, having children, um, the different stages that we go through. And even at my semi-advanced age now, <laughs> now that I, I'm turning it, I, I'm decided I'm embracing my crone years. And, Love it. And I'm coming good into my, my wise woman years. I feel like I've been there, that place that you've described many, many times. And the gift is when you recognize it yeah. and you can say, okay, hmm, something more, what would that look like? And then you can dive in. So you could dive into this book at any, almost any phase of any your life. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my, one of my thoughts, the next edition will be like the junior PhD, mm-hmm. which I'd like to tailor this for, mm-hmm. for younger, mm-hmm. um, you know, women, girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you certainly could use this at any age. And, you know, you just made me think of something. Here's the thing. This is something I got. And, and I think kind of switching the, the, the flipping the switch a bit, we often think giving time to ourselves, people think, oh, that's selfish, right? Mm-hmm. So I just encourage anyone listening to think about, you know, the natural, what happens on a plane when you are told by the flight attendant, your oxygen mask comes down. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. You right. have to put it on yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. If you do not have oxygen, i.e. connection to self, self-love, self-worth, you cannot give that to your children, your family, your spouse, your partner, your friends, your society, the world. So my bigger stand is the more you give to yourself, invest in yourself, frankly, it's going to help our world and our planet. And that's that's a bigger kind of macro aspect. Mm. And it's my belief. The more I'm able to give to me and know me and honor me, I feel so much more fulfilled and filled up, the more I can make an impact and a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. What is the spiritual connection with this book? Like, what do you, I mean, you're obviously not targeting any particular, uh, religious or spiritual, yeah. um, belief system, yeah. but there is a spiritual component because I know you and I know yeah. we, we have these great conversations. Yeah, conversations. Um, our connection to yeah. source is, is really important to our our personal growth and development. We come in, I, I believe, we come in connected. Yeah. We come, we are born yeah. with this deep uh, sense of connection to source in the world kind of um, just works it out of us. Yeah. If yeah, we yeah. let it. I mean, we, ha- I love that. we ha- it takes work to, to keep that connection strong and keep that that flow. I mean, I believe it's the it's the source of our creativity, of our oh, yeah. our love, our our heart, our everything. Yeah. Um, so so, how does this book help us to cultivate that? It's a great. No, I like. I love that question. Well, similar to what you said. Look, I believe humanity speaking. I don't care where you live, who you you are, where you're from, race, gender, culture. It doesn't matter. We're all these divine beings, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that are all connected and all are born inherent, have an inherent connection to the divine, you know, you call it God, higher power, source, um, anything really. My belief is there's one, you know, divine source energy entity, God, that, that, you know, each of us has that in us, has mm-hmm. that divine quality, divine higher self. And so, you know, kind of excavating that and reconnecting to that, to me, is part of the purpose, my mm-hmm. purpose. Because when you are connected to your higher self, and by higher self, that's the part that not only doesn't judge you, 
but in my opinion, loves you unconditionally and at a level, you know, you know, sometimes it's like unfathomable. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. And I believe the work, i.e. work done to really connect to that because we have a mind, we have a brain and our brain oftentimes just says stuff yeah. and it makes judgments. It has to, it has to take all this information in the world. Those things though that it's saying often don't really resonate or correlate with our higher self. So that's my next book, actually, yeah, <laughs> is yeah. going to be how to live more from your heart than from your brain. Yeah. Um, so it's clearing away, dropping the baggage, dropping clearing, the baggage, clearing away the cobwebs so that we can see the light. Raising the awareness. Light, raising awareness. You know, for some, it feels like becoming more awake. Some feel they're awake already. So mm-hmm. it's just getting more in tune, fine tuning, um, lifting the rock, looking under there, seeing what it is without judgment, adding in. Like if the ingredients of the soup, you know, take out the judgment, too much of that, add in more love, add in awareness. And with that, you know, there's a natural propensity to be able to really connect with your higher self, with Mm. your your best self, the divine aspect, the divine essence of you, of me, of every, I know every single person has this. There's no question in my mind. Totally, totally. I love that you have uh, coloring pages in there. What What is the purpose of the coloring pages? So I'm a very right brain thinker myself. Mm -hmm. So for me, drawing and doodling, um, even the way I wrote this book was all done in bubbles on a piece of paper. I hand wrote it, which I do not recommend. That's funny. It is crazy. That's a big, thick book to be handwriting. (laughs) No joke. I know. But for me, I'm so, I have to be in a creative process and I need to draw. So with with coloring, you know, we know this with a lot of coloring books out now, um, it triggers your right brain and it actually can stimulate more creativity and kind of gets you out of that linear thinking. So I added some really beautiful and fun coloring pages towards the end. And I actually encourage readers in the beginning, you know, there's some journaling pages with each chapter, you know, draw, don't just write. You could draw, you could draw and write. I mean, go crazy. No rules. There are no rules. No rules. No. Yeah. I love it. So this would make a great gift as well. Absolutely. Um, What is the most profound discovery you made about perhaps yourself in, in putting this book together? That is still (laughs) evolving with that one. Um, Today. Today. What I would say is the beauty of really following a dream. And I would say my, my highest self, my inner voice, I I heard from within that I should be writing a book about three years ago. And it Mm -hmm. took about a year to get my butt in gear. And I, I'm not gonna lie; it's not. It wasn't a simple process, and it, it did not happen I know, overnight. I've, I've You've seen done this. you struggle with this for the past oh year. Not really struggle. Dance with it. Dance with it. I yeah, guess. yeah. I've danced yeah. with this a lot. However, the bigger vision of just imagining readers getting something that's going to make a difference in their life and your life—that to me, that's part of my purpose on the mm-hmm. planet. So, really staying in that place of belief in myself. Um, keeping amazing people around me. I have a whole thing in here about having a team. I have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you are one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that we're on the same team. We are on the same <laughs> team, right? No, that's no question about that. And so just being able to come to fruition with a dream for me to hold this in my hand is like, I said, I feel like I'm birthing my third baby. Ah, just no stretch yeah. marks this time. Yeah. Yay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and digestion's a little bit easier. <laughs> so coming from the perspective of yourself as a life designer, what is it that you hope your readers will uh, get out of this book? I mean, after go- I'm sure every time you go through this book, it could be a different experience. Totally. And in those different stages of our lives, yes. um, it's going to be probably a different journey. Yes. But from just your life designer perspective, what is it you would like to see people um, get 
out of the, from this book. Such that's a I love PhD that. in you. What PhD a great title. PhD in you, right, Doctor? <laughs> Can I, I put a PhD after my name after, since, after I do your book? <laughs> that's hilarious. I know I'm going to get like a I'm letter from yeah. the Higher Education Board. Like Connie you, Bowman, PhD. Yeah, Julie, you are not sanctified to give out PhDs <laughs> to people. This is an honorary PhD, and actually, my joke about it is it's a PhD, a doctorate in possibility, possibility instead Good. of philosophy. Okay. Um, what you can get out of it. Look, the whole point is that. For me, it's about sharing what I've learned and guiding and coaching so that you can come out with not only more awareness, but empowerment. And so that anyone reading this, hopefully you have a lot more tools and tips and information about yourself and ways to shift beliefs and thoughts so that you can design your best life. My goal, my purpose is to empower you and others to be the designer of their own life. And that really, that's the purpose. And so you know, when you master your inner world, you can master your outer world. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's all about so mastery. Anything is possible. Anything and everything is possible. Absolutely. I'm definitely in that camp. Mm, yes. Cool. As was Einstein. One of the uh, quotes in here. Life is a miracle and anything's possible. Yeah, you have some great quotes, some great graphics, some great... It's just a beautiful book. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for being on my team. Thank you for being <laughs> on my team. Coming back to the podcast over and over and over. I'm so glad Thank to you have listeners you here. for listening yet again so, to me. <laughs> so give us all the information. January 17th is a big unveiling, but you're going to be doing some events and you, you have, and just tell us where we can find the book and more information. And yeah. Well, so it's really easy on the seven, you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Um, or on January 17th, it's a Tuesday, it will be available as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook, um, all on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon and look up Get a PhD in You, or you could also go to P- getaphdinu.com. So getaphdinu.com has a page. Um, the last thing I'll say is if, if people are interested, if once you've read the book or you want to do the kind of mastery level, I have an online course that I created that is not the same, but it complements the book. And that is getaphdinu.com slash mastery. And that is a whole other way to learn about yourself. And it was really, really fun. So that's more visual, audio visual. Deep in the experience. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Congratulations. My gosh, you've been so busy. No wonder I've barely seen you. I know. I'm like, I'm coming up like a hermit. Here I am. (laughs) I've been awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to your upcoming workshops. And I guess if people come, go to your Facebook page, they can keep up with that, right? Yeah, there's a group actually. If if anyone who's listening is invited, it is a private group. You just um, go to PhD and you on Facebook. It's a group and you can join. And we're creating a community there. Um, And my website has events and information too, which is just my name. And there is a download of the book somewhere where you can um, see a preview or, or you can always see it on Amazon. Yeah, right? you can see a preview on Amazon. If you go to getaphdnu.com, you can get a free chapter. Okay. So you can see that. Yep. And you can sign up. It's really, really simple. It's right there. Cool. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Thank Yay. you. This PhD. is fun. Connie Bowman, PhD, signing off. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you all get a PhD in you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, thank Yay. you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Back to Happy. A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies, the loss of a child. It's about love and sadness and being human. 
The nine lessons in Back to Happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul. Healing from grief and loss is possible. Finding joy again is possible. Back to Happy in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com.